rising on an emerging generation of kings. Amen. Can we go to Romans chapter 6 for a start? Romans chapter 6, 4 to 11. Let's go there very quickly. I want to crave your indulgence to um, please follow with us or follow along here as we go. Romans chapter 6. This is foundational to our faith and a cardinal understanding of this is um, super essential. If you don't understand this, you will struggle with many things. Many, many things. Thank you, media, for that speed. If you can keep that up all through the morning, I'm sure even the angels will be quite excited. From verse 4, Romans 6 from verse 4, I want us to read... Okay, I'll read it alone because it's quite long. Then we'll read the next one together. Romans 6, 4 to 11. All right. Please follow with your understanding. It says, Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in what? Newness of life. Somebody say, I have newness of life. And it makes it clear that the baptism is speaking about here is not water baptism, even though that can be a great sign or a great token. But that's not what he's talking about here. He emphasizes, it said, for if we have been united together in the likeness of his death, Certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. Somebody say, I was baptized with him. Sound guys, help us. The reverb on, on stage is quite distracting. Somebody say, I was crucified with him. Hmm. And then he says this, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead. Come on, somebody. Okay, somebody say, there's no death in my future. There's only ascension. There's no more. Death no longer has dominion, thank you, over him. God bless you, Jerry, and your generations. Death no longer has dominion over him for the death that he died. He died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also reckon or posture yourself. 
You also in the same way, with the same understanding, with the comprehension that there's no death in your future. With the understanding that what the enemy used to bugat the world, he can't use it against you. Because you're unkillable, undiable, and it's undeniable. You might have a black painter, but even Killmonger can't kill you. Some of y'all will get that later. Somebody shout, I'm unkillable. If there is any joker that the devil has had and he has used to bugat people, according to Hebrews chapter 2, he says that all through their lives, humanity, they were slaves of the fear of death. They were bound by the fear that death brings, the death, the fear that separation from God brings. Almost like, imagine this, I don't know if it ever happened to any of you. When you were a little child, I remember one time as a child, went to the village and in the village, there was like this masquerade thing this masquerade show my hometown the masquerade show and after a while I think maybe from the Obas Palace I was very young maybe about five is one of my earliest memories right uh, so one of, one of the men or some of the men had whips so they had come to disperse the crowd something like that and I remember running it was my brother and my sister that took me there maybe there was an uncle somewhere and I remember running and for a brief moment I felt like I would lost contact with them and I was so scared I remember the fear of separation anybody ever been there now some people cannot even still go for the experience because they have separation anxiety oh come on so when you go to a place with a lot of people you want to hold hands and stay there because the moment the people that you went there with are not there you feel hey so when the Bible speaks about all through their lives being separated or rather dealing with the fear of death, the first fear of death, the primary fear of death there is not they are afraid of dying. It's the fear that comes from being separated from God. Now every other fear comes from the fear of death. Every other fear is sponsored by that fear that man inherited through separation. That's why he said, when you are united with God in love, perfect love, it casts out all fear. He does not cast out all fears. He casts out the fear that produces all fears. Are we here? So, every other fear in your life is a reflection that there is still an element of the consciousness of separation. That's why David said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He lifts me beside still waters. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley. Come and talk to me now. Of the shadow of death. I will not now why will I not fear because you are with me your rod and your staff there so what makes other people afraid they are in my life but the difference is not what's around me is who's within me oh come on somebody ought to be more excited than that all the graduates are quiet. 
Yeah. Are we here? Now, this is an important thing. It said, reckon yourself. Somebody say, posture yourself. That's the word. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, when you go to Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, Hebrews 4, 14 to 16, seeing, now we can read this one together if media will help us. Hebrews 4, 14, 6. Let's read it together. Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens. Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. Verse 15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help when Father, we thank you for the spirit of revelation. We are immersed in your truth. Your spirit energizes us. We move from excitement to empowerment. We move from information to revelation. We move from familiarity to exploration. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Your tutorial ministry is effective in our hearts this morning. Fear is uprooted. Ascension is our reality. We are postured by your grace and your power. We receive this with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen and amen. Uh, one moment, just want to make sure that something I asked to be done was done. All right, beautiful. So, um, I'm going to consummate the teaching in the second service, but I'm going to lay very solid foundation. We're talking about posture this morning and postures of power are predominantly. Postures of power. Postures of power. Prayer is first of all a posture before it's a presentation. So the intercessory of ministry of Jesus is first of all a posture than an utterance. When the Bible says he forever leaves to make intercession for us, he's talking about the position that he occupies. Similarly, your sonship is first of all a posture before it's an action. Your sonship is first of all a posture before it's an action. God gives you the position of sonship before you experience the transformation into it. Let me show you. 2 Corinthians 5 or 17. If any man be what? Do you remember primary school? Preposition. What are prepositions? Positional words. Like what? On. Under. At. In. On. So when it says if any man be. That's a preposition. So you are pre-positioned in Christ. This is important. If any man be in Christ, that man, he's a 
Listen, God never says if any man stops lying, he's a new creature. To stop lying, you need a new nature. You were born a liar. You cannot stop lying sustainably without being in Christ. So the Bible says, let every man be a liar and let God alone be true. So every other change God is going to bring into your life, it cannot happen except it changes your position in the spirit. This is the reason revelation is important. Your finances can never change as a believer sustainably without you changing your position on it in the spirit. This is important. Now, a lot of people are praying, but they are praying with the wrong posture. So what is posture? For those who love definitions and those who love, what is posture? Posture can be defined as the position in which someone holds their body when standing or sitting. That's the arrangement of the body parts. So posture can be the position of the limbs or the carriage of the body as a whole. The position of the limbs or the carriage of the body. Give me a moment. Right? As a whole. So posture is positioning. In the Latin, positura, I think it's what it's called. Essentially means the positioning. Positioning. Now, when you have the right posture, there are a couple of benefits. I'm going to read something I saw from a website called, I think it's called healthline.uk or something like that. So you can check it out in your personal time. Um, but one of the things you must understand that is that everything in the natural is a reflection of something in the spiritual. I hope you know that. Romans 1 already tells us that, that we understand the invisible attributes of God by looking at the visible attributes. So if I want to know how things work in the spirit, I look at the earth, almost like looking at the shadow. So the earth really is like a shadow. The physical really is like a shadow. But there must be the substance that projects the shadow. What helps me to see the shadow is the light that casts the physical image. Are we here? So if we're going to understand posture, we might want to use some PHE, right? (laughs) Physical health um, education. So posture can also be, apart from the body parts, your posture can also be a particular approach or attitude. Carriage, the way you carry yourself. Posture, very, very key. (laughs) Now, how many of us have seen people before and the way they were carrying themselves, they were coming to you, maybe in public, maybe the bank or something, but the way they were coming towards you, you already felt very uncomfortable. Oh, come and respond now. Why? You know, God has given us boldness. Part of boldness is speaking up. Right? The official disposition, demon or body language. Now, contrary, where, where's our lights? Where are our lights? Christ is our light. Boy, our stage lights. Contrary, um, I'm sorry about this distraction, but there's a query on this now on the whole team because I think we've been at this angle for so many years. So Minister Solomon and team should tell me why stage lights still go off. Are we not concerned about them? Still go off like 
shouldn't like this technology isn't there isn't there have i spoken about it before is a nice talk about it in the live stream all right, so, but maybe this will get the job done. So someone needs to send him a message. He's not physically here about why this happens. And I don't want to see it happen again. Now, contrarily, have you been in a place before where somebody was approaching you and you are very excited? Uh, Mr. Shea, come help me. Come stand on stage. So you saw the person coming. You're looking at me. Um, so just... You know, position yourself like, so assume that you're a girl, you're the lady, and I'm the guy coming. Yeah, so you already position, like, like, you really like me from the way I look. So you're positioning, you just be doing all your... <laughs> right, so I'm coming, I'm coming. Uh-huh. How... What? So you were hoping the person was coming to you and the person went to somebody else. Or worse still, the person comes and says, how are you doing? Fine, I'm alright. Please, is that your friend I really like, oh, can you? Really? Now, now, this is the point. Just from posture, you can already shut certain doors or close certain doors. And I love the word that baby guy used, body language. Why? Because before you release your prayer language, watch your body language. Prayer is first of all a posture. There are people in school that say, ah, this course, I know if you feel them. They said it. They looked as unserious as the rest of the people. But there was something about their mental attitude and disposition. That even if it meant they scored 50C, at least. You see? Are you getting that? God said to me, he said, there are many people in this house that have all the gifts, all the anointings that they need. But they are bowed down. They are cast down. Their shoulders are droopy. Gloomy mourning over the past comparing themselves to people they have no business comparing themselves with it's a fix the posture for me that's my assignment this morning can i propose something to you in the realm of the spirit angels watch this angels don't weigh people based on their morality or immorality Spirits don't weigh you on that. Spirits weigh people based on the spirits they are subjected to. In other words, they they weigh you based on position, not rightness or wrongness. This is what I mean. If spirits weigh themselves just based on rightness or wrongness, then there will be no occasion for fallen angels to fight standing angels. Now I explain this. So Daniel was praying, and there was an angel uh, that resisted the prince of Persia. Resisted the angel. The prince of Persia is a fallen angel. There's another angel that is coming, but the fallen angel is operating from a place of ranking and position, and not morality and rightness. 
So in the realm of the spirit, when you think your sin is stopping your prayers, what is stopping your prayers is not your sin, is what you are thinking about it. Because the first time you ever prayed to God, the prayer, we call it the prayer of salvation. God gave you the biggest thing, even though you were a sinner. So when you make a mistake and you think everybody can see, we can't see your mistake. But we can see your posture about your mistake. This is major. So when Hebrew says, come boldly. It's a posture. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm like my pastor, I'm bold. You know, one of my friends said to me, he said, P-Dams. So you're doing a lot, you're doing a lot. You're not just doing a lot, you're doing a lot that takes a lot. So you're doing a lot that costs a lot of money, a lot of energy, a lot of resources. How do you do it? Let me tell you, one of the things is first of all, a posture. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. By the way, Paul was writing from a Philippian jail. How can you be a prisoner and be saying, I feel doom? And I was speaking more about coping with pressure and dealing with opposition for the sake of the gospel. Someone say, I can do this. Say, I can handle this. Say, I got it, I got it, I got it. You know what I've discovered in my own life? The more I engage, the more grace multiplies. So I discovered that grace multiplies with engagement. Grace is like a woman. The more you engage her, the more commissioned she becomes. And if you engage her well enough, she will get pregnant for you. Don't just engage her, marry her. She will get pregnant for you. And she will deliver babies for you. Somebody is about to have babies of grace. For somebody, one of your baby's names will be Grace. And no matter who disses your grace, there will be no disgrace. Now, what are thank you, Mr. Oshay? What are some of the what are some of the uh, advantages of the right posture? Should we say the the maybe let's say yeah, advantages, benefits? I'm going to run through them. Number one. Even physically, when you have the right posture, they say there's reduced low back pain. A lot of people have low back pain, right? Because we sleep wrongly or we sit wrongly or we stay at the computer for a long time and affects our backs. Do you know that spiritually you can have back pain? What's your back, your backsides, your vulnerabilities, or your past? When you're wrongly postured in Christ, even though you're in Christ, you're wrongly postured, your past will be causing you pain. Because more of your consciousness is rooted on what you missed. And the whole of heaven, they've moved on to your next assignment. But you will not let three years ago error stop. Back pain. If you are going to have back pain, you should have back pain as a married person because you are doing things in the secret place. Let the back pain you have in the spirit be that God has impregnated you and that you are carrying nations to deliver. 
Where Paul said, I labor ah, more abundantly. Mm. Labor pains of being impregnated by the divine. And that's terminal, okay? If you have, it's terminal. After nine months, you deliver, right? Number two, the Savior probably postured physically, but it's a picture of the spiritual. Fewer headaches. Fewer headaches. So sometimes the headaches you have in your life, you all see the headaches. I'm not like, I'm not, she's, she's not having headaches, so she's having something else, but very good stuff. <laughs> Let me just leave it. That's, <laughs> that's the one that Shai is now smiling. <laughs> <Are you? laughs> Let me leave it. I mean, I mean, <laughs> risky waters. Number three, increased energy levels. <laughs> More with the momentum. Momentum. Increased energy levels. So Paul was so postured. Please let me say something to you. Not dwelling on your past does not mean you're not taking responsibility for it. Paul said, I'm the chief of sinners. About three or four places in the epistles that he wrote, I'm the chief of sinners, the worst of saints, and all of that. He acknowledged it, but that was not the meat for his teaching. There was never an epistle on, oh, how bad I was selecting stones. I was such a good stone selector for the murder of Stephen. See, if your past was so important to your assignment, God wouldn't have washed it away. So imagine what God washed away. You're always going, going to go and bring it back. Like baby diapers. You know, some of you don't know the nappy days. Who knows the nappy days? Many of your posh kids, like, you were born in 2020s. Nappy. You used to look, look like Shaki. Right. Oftentimes white. Mr. T, Sister Dems. You do remember nappy. And then, after a while, to turn from white to off-white, to cream, to off-brown, to brown, yellowish brown, then green. <laughs> That's the final one, just right. But, but imagine now washing it and go pack the stuff and put it back. So why does God give you a memory? God gives you memory for reference. Not to return. So energy level. So Paul was on the go, on the go, on the go. Why? His posture was right. Energy levels. Number four. Less tension in your shoulders or neck. Many of us, uh, we have parents. And some of us are becoming those parents. But we have to make a different set of choices and decisions. We have parents that say, Ah, but me want a bonny king man, I be rob. Mentalated spirits, but me pa shoulders me. In other words, how me find a bonny key? Rob, to rob my shoulders. Now, a lot of it is not old age. 
A love is wrong posture. Wrong driving posture. Wrong sitting posture. Some of you sleep in a very funny way. I see folks sleeping with their legs in the air. I'm telling you, some of you are gifted. <sighs> right? A lot of it is that. But it causes neck pain and shoulder pain. What, what is the shoulder? God said the government shall be upon his shoulder. So when you were wrongly postured, you can't bear the government. You are bearing the brunt. So instead of being a contributor, instead of you seeing yourself as a facilitator, you're seeing yourself as a codependent. You're seeing yourself as the person that wants to obtain benefits. When the Bible says God daily loads us with benefits, somebody shout, I'm a king. Please don't say it, shout it. Number five, decreased risk of abnormal wearing of joint surfaces. So sometimes when your posture is wrong, your ankle bones or your knee bones and stuff, all of that. So the joint surfaces. But how do you use it in the body? If you are wrongly postured in the body of Christ, whenever you are joined to other people, there will be tension. So they're like, they don't like me, they don't like me. I joined this team. Yeah, I didn't work. I removed myself from that. I joined the other team. I didn't work. I joined the other department. I didn't work. Guess who's not been working? And sometimes the issue is not that you are wrong. It's that you are wrongly positioned. Sometimes in a debate, a contention, an argument, you are right. But the way you are presenting it is wrong. And so it disrupts everything. And overshadows even the rightness. Number six. Increased lung capacity. So do you know that the crucifixion. When they were crucified. One of the things that would determine how long they would last. Was the posture. And if they were not dying on time. You know what they would do? They will break the bones. Why? Because the bones are part of the structure for the posture. So what affects your structure can affect your Posture. I touched on it last week, but let me mention it again. Some of us are struggling with our spirituality. You know why? Because we have the wrong structure for fatherhood. Biologically. So when they say, I put God as your father. You're like, eh? No, 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 no. Don't come and rape me. Yeah, because some people had abusive fathers. Or absent fathers. So, good, good father is who you are. Is who you are. And I'm not... This father, that means sometimes will not be at home. That's why God gave us the Holy Spirit and the Spirit is called the Spirit of Adoption. So the Holy Spirit, see, adoption, naturally, you're adopted, right? If you're adopted, but you're not given the stewardship because they have to teach you the nuances of your new family. Are you here? That's why before there's adoption, even in Nigeria, where people don't really follow order like that, even in Nigeria, it's a long process. Documents, background checks. Hopefully, people don't bribe their way through. But documents, background, and then teaching, counseling. Because the fact that you have good intentions does not mean you're a good father. 
So God gives us the Holy Spirit so whereby we cry what? In other words, without the spirit of adoption, we might not cry about Father. Because we will misunderstand the Father. So I say, like, I'm your brother. I say, what? What? So I'm just Do we get it? Number seven. Okay, so increase long capacity. So Jesus on the cross, they had to hoist themselves, people on the cross who were crucified, hoist themselves certain way to be able to breathe. Because breathing on a cross, being held by your wrists, that's a completely different thing. And in almost any long distance race or long, long distance endurance uh, uh, engagement that requires stamina, lungs have to be developed. Swimming, hiking, singing, preaching effectively without losing your voice in the middle of the declaration. <laughs> No shade. No shade. No shade. <laughs> See, because folks are trying to say from here. But, but there's a technique. How do I for five hours, including song, every Sunday? And sometimes I haven't preached Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that day. So it's not, do you see? Everybody shout, we love our pastors. We love our ministers. We love our microphone holders. We love everybody in the house. If there's anyone like that beside, give them a hug and a handshake. (laughs) So, but how do singers do it on tour? Back to back to back line and all of that. Long capacity. Now, the lungs determine how well you can sing, how well you can speak, how well you can swim, how well you can endure. So when you're wrongly postured in Christ, your endurance is reduced. Your singing is muffled. Your evangelism, everything that your lung was designed to do, because of posture. So in posture, they say, let me say, that's a posture. Let the poor say, that's a posture. You are just like thousand. 355 naira. And it's offering time. A posture can be, I have only 10,355 naira. Let me not give. It's a posture. Another posture is, uh, <laughs> let me give it. Because it's not this 10,000 naira that's going to keep my life. It's a posture. I'm not telling what I've not done. By God's grace and mercy, I think about 85% of anything I teach is what I've already passed. So I can preach it with conviction. It's not something I've not done. It's this same amount of money, different postures. If God shall supply all my need, I believe it. According to his riches and glory. All right. Are we getting some? Number, where are we? Number what? Seven. Improved, improved circulation and digestion. Improved circulation and digestion. So if my posture is right, increase circulation. So my blood flows better. Not what's the God on the inside of me flows better. God says more blessed to give than to receive. Like it says, humble yourself in posture. And it shall exalt you. That's the result. That's the circulation. The greatness will come around. The greatness you honor will come around to you. Right, ask and you shall 
receive, seek Aisha. So the circulation is better. Number eight, reduced what they call TMJ pain. The medical people here will know what that is. Temporal mandibular joint pain. And has to do with this, this place, right? Pari, what they call Pari. You don't want to train Kuli Kuli. <laughs> Who does all parties? <laughs> I don't know where all these words come from. My vocabulary bank. Right. Right. Uh, number nine. Improved core and scapula. Scapular strength. Your core, right? And this actually determines, this is the midrib, right? The mid area. Now, this is what determines your ability to stand. Why am I saying this? Because when we get to now listen out different postures, I'll maybe just touch one or two of them, maybe two in the service, then the remaining five in the second service. When we get there, you understand that you cannot stand properly without the right posture. Some of you know how the Navy SEALs, the US Navy SEALs are tormented and tortured into discipline. Have you, anybody studied it? Please, if anybody can find the video later today, maybe when we do the review, after the review, just post one of the short clips that talks about how they are, see, the endurance, they are, they are stretched to the point of almost dying. And I think it's something like, who knows the exact figure, let me get all the people that do research. Number of people that survive it, something like, is it like three or 5%? From general recruitment to the final elite core. <laughs> You're going to swim. I don't know how many miles they swim. But you say you're doing Olympics. They're saying that the fastest swimmers are Olympics. They're in the military. <laughs> Navy. <laughs> right? But their gold is the safety of the country. That's a gold medal. Are you following this? So... Without the right posture, you can never endure. Number 10, better form during workouts. I wish Jerry was here, but he's on the island. Uh, Jerry Tunenchi. Not Jerry Keys. Right? Better form during workouts. <laughs> now, let me ask you a question. How many of you, you finally make up your mind, let's say, this 2023, I must lose weight. In fact, that's like your prophetic word for the year. My year of weight loss. <laughs> so you're really eager. You really, you're done. Like, mm -mm. the extra 13.785 kilograms that I've gained. You're like, you start at the beginning of the year, you had extra like 14 kilograms. You really wanted to move it to maybe just knock out like 7 kilograms. You did everything. And you checked. You had lost 200 grams. <laughs> and you had many kilo, 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 and she gram. <laughs> right? So you say, I'm going to get a, 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 a waist trainer. Uh, uh, a, a trainer, not a waist trainer. A trainer. And this guy said, I'm a fitness guy, I'm a fitness guy, and all of that. You already saw like a Zoom session, like this guy's face. It doesn't look like he can train me. I said, let's meet up. I'll come to your house. The guy now came. He was now very fat. See, I'm not quite good at this for myself. But I'm incredibly talented at helping others. Look at your neighbor. Say your posture affects your discipleship.
You must be fit to raise a fit farm. You must also be fit to have your feet firm. Number 11. Do you know the better posture makes you appear taller? So a lot of people think I'm taller than I am. A lot of people think I am taller than I am. And part of it is courage or gates. So when I stand, generally, you know, this guy is lousy or like kind of flocks. I go like that. I stand straight. So all my body parts are evenly distributed. That's a huh? What is part of the revelation? <laughs> right. <laughs> it helps you appear taller. So even in the spirit, David was small, but his posture was tall. So he looked at Goliath, who was possibly 15 feet. Some even argue that I was taller. Possibly twice the height of David. At least one and a half times the height of David. At the very least. Almost twice. Said, you come against me. Imagine. You come against me. <laughs> with stones and with swords and spears. But I come against you. In the name of the Lord. In other words, I'm standing on a podium of Christ and the man who's the tallest is the one who stands on the rock of ages are we here am I preach shortly but I need your understanding because my assignment is not to excite you but to shift you somebody say I'm taller than I think I'm taller than adversity I'm taller than my past I'm taller than shame. I'm taller than failure. I'm taller than disappointment. I'm taller than overwhelm. I'm taller than pressure. I'm standing in Christ. I'm standing in the highest place. I've been lifted. I sit upon my high places. All things are working together for me in the name of Jesus. I am lifted. My head is lifted. I am stronger than every voice of negativity. I am stronger than every opposition, than crisis, than contention, than failure, than shame. In the name of Jesus, give God praise and glory. Let me propose to you, the reason you like some people is just because of their posture. You might not even be able, have you, you might not even be able to tell why. But there are some of you here, and I know the men are going to do better. Uh, amen. There are some of you here, ladies, that men, I'm not looking in any direction. I've come to tell you, I just like the way you carry yourself. Uh, nobody's bearing witness. Right? Like when you carry yourself. Nobody say your face, your face no fine, no, but your pirate. Because once you catch your spirit, I can't remember, I think it was Ife that was telling me yesterday, I had a hunger for my communities, um, Ife Sani, <laughs> it said, I, I, really love, I really love Pastor Paul, I really love Pastor Paul, and every time I listen to you, I just feel like, oh, Pastor Paul just vomited himself. Now, it's not even the expression. 
is the spirit. So I am not him and I don't replicate him. I am me. I have my uniqueness. But there's an impartation. Are you following that? So you can learn courage. That's why I said looking unto Jesus, the author and the the Bible says that when Jesus spoke, people said we've never heard anyone speak in this manner before. It says that when he read Luke chapter 4, it says that he went, rolled the scroll, gave it, and then went and said, and all eyes were fixed on him. It's amazing how the church missed that, but Tupac got it. All eyes on me. But there's the people in the church that say, I don't like attention. Did God save you to hide you? Let me show you off to the world. Are you hearing this? I proclaim every intimidation in your life. Every satanic veil that masquerades as humility and masquerades as uh, being conservative. I take it off you in the name of Jesus. You will not be a noisemaker, but the grace of God upon your life will be loud. That amen is not as loud as I love it. I said the grace of God upon your life will be loud. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout amen. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, get ready for a loud 2023. I'm not a heated anymore. I'm not covered anymore. I'm not taking the backseat anymore. I'm not waiting in the wings anymore. I'm already 25. I'm already 27. I'm already 30. I'm going to 40 next year. Some of the 45. Listen, the world is yours for the taking. And in case you don't believe me, look at your big brother. At the age of 30, he stepped out on the world scene. After the three, he did the biggest thing that creation will ever witness. After the three, he was not just a global phenomenon. He became an eternal excellency. If you are 30, you're old enough. If you're 27, you're old enough. When Jesus stood before Herod, before any king, when he stood before anybody, no intimidation no ears but he was carrying the breath of God are you hearing what I'm saying I release upon you the spirit of boldness in the name of Jesus I break everything from your past everything from your past that slows you down that weighs down that tells you it's okay to be no but it's all, no 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 I Bible says city that is set upon a hill cannot be hidden. Everything that is hiding your light and dull in your shine. I get off now in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout yes. Jesus was so bold, Bemiga. He said, I am the bread of life. In other words, all of you inside this place, you need me. What would happen to you if you carried yourself as the solution to your generation? Some say people think I'm proud. Let them think so. You know why? Because all the things they've been thinking about you, how has it helped you so far? So how would them thinking you are proud hurt you further? Are you getting this? 
Many of us, the work we have to do this Christmas is the work of talking to ourselves. And taking all those messages, salt and light. Come on, let's celebrate Jada. Is Jada here? I think she's on the island. She, she received her award yesterday. And she said, Peterms, that award came from take off the labels, salt and light. Take the, what, what I call this message? Remove the labels or take off the labels or something. And that day I said, go and change the labels on your WhatsApp. I said, change it in your bio. She said, that day I put award-winning voiceover artist. And initially I felt, uh, which was award-winning? In less than three months. See, if you think we're joking, stop coming. But if you know we're not joking, are you getting what I'm saying? On this Ascension Sunday, you are sent, Kosi. Kosi, come, let me give you something in the spirit. I proclaim concerning you, everybody who knew you, who knew your past. Okay, you've come to collect somebody's own. It's all right. I'll minister to you as well. Let's not date hunger and test after righteousness. Well, don't go. In the name of Jesus, all those who knew you, in the next three to six months, you will become a voice to them. Your testimony will become loud and strong. Everything in your life changes to the next level. Your spirituality, your faithfulness, your speaking, even your tongues change. Your money changes. Your influence changes. You see radical growth in your life. Menubri ketus pelentina kuvria. You will no longer be judged by your past. The light of God redefines your future, redefines your experiences, redefines your possibilities. In the name of Jesus. The first position, please remain standing. I'm going to close now so we can do the graduation aspects. The first position, don't forget you were saved. If any man be, that's the first thing. The first thing, if any man be where? They call you stupid, but I'm stupid where? Ignorant where? Lazy where? Don't focus on the description, focus on your location. Your location will change their description. I can't remember something that happened recently. Something that something someone used to do or be. And the person was trying to remind us, I do know what I think about it. I don't even think about that at all. At all. I can't remember, I can't remember what it was. It wasn't something that someone did against me. It was something about the person's life. So I don't remember. Because God doesn't define us by what he saved us from. If he wanted that to define us, he won't save us from it. Are you understanding that? Rise. You are not too young. All of you are in your twenties. I elevate you in the spirit. You are not too young. Simon came to Dream Space the other day and they were telling me about somebody who was, I can't remember whether 29 or 31, said that this guy does a ton of all, over 300 million every year. <laughs> Listen, God is going to give us people who are going to shift. Some of you have and you've experienced the tens of millions, a few people in this house, 
that this year the Lord has moved you in that direction in terms of what has come into your life. But next year, the tens of millions will be plenty. And then the Lord will move some of us into over a hundred million. So some of your amen, there's no power inside. I tell you no lie, this thing is first of all a posture thing. Why not you? The first thing remains then no. Acts chapter 2, uh, sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, from verse 4. Said, but God, who's rich in mercy because of his great love, where would he saved us? Right? Or where would he loved us? Verse 5. Even when we're dead in our trespasses, he has made us alive together. Right? Niko <laughs> Philaba. He made us alive together. What? No, no, no. What? Do you know what it means to be made alive with Christ? He didn't say made us alive after Christ. It's with Christ. So as Christ was made alive, I was made alive. What it means is I didn't get a consolation version of the divine life. That's why Romans is explaining to the Romans that we were baptized into his death. It's powerful. All your issues, your baggage, your personality issues, and all of us have all of them or have them. They're just in different spectrums, right? Look at neighbor say, What did you receive from Adam? What did you receive from Adam? <laughs> he passed it down. But say, There's the last Adam. He's taken it all away. So let him have it. Do you know the pain of transformation? is the pain of the loss of what you are familiar with. It's not like what God is asking you to stop doing is that difficult. It's that it's difficult to live without it because you are used to living with it. You're used to living with anger. You're used to living with loss as your escape route when you're under pressure. You're used to holding back money because it gives you a sense of control. So letting go of money is not what's painful because listen... When you lost money, it's pained you. So you let go of money, involuntarily. So it's not, are you getting the point? <laughs> so that's why it's called death to self. It's not called death, death to money. What you're dying to is not the money, it's yourself that's attached to it. Anybody delivered now? Because if it's money, not all of us are attached to money. If it's fame, not all of us want to be famous. If it's big house, some people when they have billions, they'll still live in three-bedroom house. Right? So it's self. Whatever self is attached, God says, give it to me. He said that we're baptized with him, baptized into his death. He says now that we are made alive, we are raised with him. Somebody say I've ascended. Say I'm raised with him. He said he has made us alive with Christ. Go to verse 5. Made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Verse 6. Verse 6. And he has raised us up what? And when he raised up together and he showed us the city, we're like, no, 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 I'm not holy enough to sit. I'm not tall enough to sit. I don't read my Bible often enough to sit. 
I talk too much to sit. I'm not that generous to sit. If they had all my offerings together inside these kings this year, it's not to 20,000 this year to sit. So what did God say? You don't want to sit, but I will make you sit. Oh God, calm down. Sit. Because all those things you are complaining about, once you sit, they will begin to change. Look at him and say, you can sit with us. Somebody glorify God. Let me close here. Somebody glorify the name of the Lord. Somebody glorify. Glorify God. Glorify God. Glorify God. Him words glorify him sounds glorify him. You are now continuing in the success. But it's that when you come, Josh, come boldly. But God, my hands are stained. Shia, can you imagine? Shia, please come. Can you imagine? Your qualification is God's presence. Moses had killed people in Egypt. He killed an Egyptian, actually. Not people, let me exaggerate his sin. Killed an Egyptian, right? Killed. Not like gossiped on Twitter. Do you know what it means to kill? Why? Then he walks with God. Can I let, let me show you the mercy of God? He runs into a wilderness, runs into a dry place, runs far, but he ran into destiny. He saw a bush that was burning. I was not consumed. Where's GB? GB, listen to this. There's a word inside this for you. I don't know where it is, but there's a word inside. PLT, he comes for the burning bush. God speaks to him out of the burning bush. He turns around to see. More God says, What do you have in your hand? Do you know what most people would have said? Blood! Because the last notable thing it did with his hands was to kill. So the rod is a caster down. Do you know in all the conversations God had with Moses, he never mentioned that he killed an Egyptian. that God wrote on ministry of angels Acts tells us that angels actually give him the commandments not God I'll teach them another day but by the permission of God and it goes to the people I want to raise your hands to heaven say my hands are washed by the power of the blood I have ascended I am made new.
your heart, your mind, your soul, your being cleansed and washed in the name of Jesus. If there's anyone here who's not saved, this is a great Sunday to make a decision. If you're here, you've not received the life of Jesus, the testimony of the gospel is very simple. God, because of his love, he made man as an extension of his love. God never made man to suffer. He never made man for a complicated life. Right? Never. God was so full of love and love needs an object to express itself on. So he made man to be the recipient of his lavish love. That's why if you read Ephesians 2 verse 6 after he says we're seated, if you can give us verse 7, he says that in the ages to come he might make known to us the beauty and the pleasure of his goodness. Right? So, but man falls because man has a choice and man exercises his choice and it goes astray, he falls. God, because of his love, he comes after man and he takes the place of man so that man can rise. He took the fall, crucified it behind a stone, lived to die, rejected and alone, like a rose, trampled to the ground. He took the fall. He took the fall so that we can rise. So, why did he rise even though he fell? Because there was no legitimate right for him to stay fallen. Because that would be injustice for someone who had no sinfulness to remain in the grave. And so the mystery of God's wisdom is that God can never lose. Right? So even though he took the fall, he never took the L. He's not a loser. And as he was raised up, we were raised with him. So if you're here, you just want to say, following God does not mean, oh, when I get my act together, you can never get your act together. How can you clean dirty clothes with dirty hands? Say, I want to wash my clothes clean. What are you using? Poop to wash it. It cannot work. Say, come, let's clean you. Right? And then let's start afresh. If you're here today, you want to receive the life of Jesus, place your hand on your chest wherever you are. Place your hand on your chest. I can see that hand. Leaders, just look out. You go and see those hands so they can place cards in their hands. I can see that hand in front. Come on. I see a hand over here somewhere in front. If you're a leader, look around. Just pay attention to those hands. Have you seen that? Have you seen that person? Seen that person? All right. Everybody, let's say this together. Say, oh Lord, thank you for the gift of salvation. Thank you for dying for me. I acknowledge that in my humanity, I am falling. I fell short of your glory. And I thank you that you did not leave me fallen. You came after me. You paid the price for me. I place my faith in Jesus. I place my faith in Jesus. I place my faith in your son, Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice and propitiation for my sin. I receive newness of life. I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Son of God. I am saved because I believe my name is written in the book of life. I will reign with you forever and ever and ever in Jesus' name of reign. Come on, someone again. kingdomcentral.org and send your full name and email address to 0908-123-4566 One more thing, someone you know needs this. Kindly share this now.